Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today This Friday is World Sleep Day and to celebrate we're joined by sleep consultant Tom Coleman and he is here to answer your questions. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good after a good night's sleep. Well, hey, very important. I am obsessed with sleep because for about 10 years I did breakfast radio and when you have to get up really early in the morning, you kind of become a bit obsessed about how much sleep you get. And now that I have two very young children, I'm also obsessed about how much sleep I'm not getting. So we have some questions for you today. I hope that's okay. Tom? Hello? Yep, can you oh. hear me? <laughs> there we go. Um, can you ex- <laughs> my heart? Um, can you explain to me? Oh, Mary is asking. Can Tom explain to me exactly what the different stages of sleep are and what's the most important? Mary says, "I recently got a Fitbit and I'm trying to learn more about what it's telling me." Good question. Great question. So the first thing to point out is that when we sleep, we sleep in cycles which are about ninety minutes. And if we look at what happens during the ninety minute cycle. So stage one, we, we transition into sleep, and that's that's like five to ten minutes. Then we kind of relax, we fall deeper into sleep, our heart rate slows down, blood pressure drops, your muscles relax, your body temperature goes down, and that causes then a rise in melatonin, which pushes you kind of into the deepest part of your sleep, um, N3 sleep, stage three, four sleep, and that slow wave. We won't remember this, this you know, we're deeply asleep. And then we dream, and that's a light phase of sleep, REM sleep. Um, And your cycle is broken down into those stages, but they change as the night goes on. So give you an example. So your first REM or dream phase lasts maybe five to ten minutes. Hmm. By the time you reach your fifth cycle, you're dreaming for an hour. So they do change, and we spend, I suppose, approximately about 25% of our time in deep sleep, uh, and you could say 25% of our time in REM sleep. And as to which ones are important, they're all really crucially important because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of psychological repair and restoration and happening in REM sleep. And then there's a lot of physical repair happening in the other stages. So they're, they're all important. I always say that, you know, people who kind of glamorize not sleeping enough and, you know, I, I can survive in three hours. Like I would be like a bear with a sore head if I, if I don't get, I need eight hours exactly or don't come near. I'm not a nice person if I don't get my full sleep. I, I prioritize it as much as I prioritize eating and drinking water. It is so important. And actually, my Fitbit is always telling me that, you know, I might get seven or eight hours in a night, but maybe 25 minutes deep sleep. And I always feel a bit ripped off. What's happening there? Well, look, the thing is, don't, I, I wouldn't read into it too much because we know in terms of the technology, you know, the accuracy of the data. So, I mean, they're very good at telling us if we're awake or asleep, mm. which is pretty simple. But uh, when it comes to, you know, stages of sleep and that kind of measurement, the accuracy really drops off. So okay. down to about 35 percent. So that means it's wrong 65% of the time. So look, the thing is, I would track it in a kind of loose enough manner. Um, Your brain will look after how much time you spend in each stage of sleep. So if you've missed out on light sleep at night, the next night we know that your brain will hold you in light sleep for longer or deep Mm. sleep. 
Don is wondering, is it important to track the sleep? Because he says, and Don is very brave here, he's saying, my wife opens her app first thing, whereas I don't care. And I feel like she complains about being tired way more than me. Don, I would advise you to run away right now from your wife. Uh, but what do you think about that, Tom? He's, he, I really believe it's down to personality type. Okay. Your type A personality will be waking up at three or four o'clock checking to see if they hit their sleep targets. <laughs> and I feel like those I feel like those people should back away from it a little bit. And look, if we do everything right throughout the day, the sleep will look after itself. So like I'm a I am a fan of tracking. But again, you know, maybe the people who aren't tracking should be tracking a little bit more. But, you know, I would I would track in a kind of in a loose manner and, and try and, you know, get in control of your going to bed time and, and stuff like that. And the sleep will look after uh, itself. But don't obsess about it. It's hard not to. Honestly, I, I know I am a, a sleep bore. I got eight hours last night. What about you? It's so annoying. Um, what does Tom think of those alarms that fill the room with light or noises? Are they worth investing in? Well, I suppose, look, um, we get cues from the outside world, which which help inform the brain of when to wake up. And we are diurnal creatures. We should be active during daylight hours. And mm. light is crucial. So I like the idea of, of the, the sunrise uh, lamp in the room. It, it, it gradually awakens us in a, in a kind of natural uh, way as, as nature would. So I am a fan of those rather than the a very sudden beeping alarm that can yes. happen and, and jolt us awake, right? Um, Aoife in Castle Bar is wondering, uh, do you think we'll ever be able to understand dreams more? I'd love someone to decode mine, Aoife in Castle Bar. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, aren't they just fascinating? I do get asked uh, about dreams. Dreams are so important for us. I suppose it's like emotional mediation. It's your subconscious organising um, and filing away kind of, you know, negative stressful events and embedding positive memories. So they're absolutely crucial for our psychological well-being. And in terms of, in terms of themes and interpretation, I suppose Freud is one of the mm. one of the um, founders of this kind of area. But there are common themes which which are quite insightful, like things like being chased, falling down. Teeth know, falling out. Teeth falling out, absolutely, yeah. You're losing your bite, you know, um, mm-hmm. exams, being naked, another one, and yep. flying. So they're all common themes. And, they, I mean, if, if you do do a little bit of reading or research, it is kind of fascinating, but context is important. You know, what's going on in your life? And maybe it's your subconscious um, simulating those battles, and that's what dreams are about. Is it fascinating? Because I hate when someone starts telling me about their dreams. It's like when they start showing me their holiday pictures. I kind of glaze over a bit. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, Emma says, help, looking for sleep advice for my eight-year-old can only seem to find resources for babies or adults but not at this age he has it in his head that he can't fall asleep we've tried meditation reading etc but he'll only go if i'm lying beside him or sometimes meditation how can i teach him to fall asleep again any advice for resources i can look at i'm getting desperate it can be 10 30 or 11 p.m by the time he goes to sleep and it's starting to affect his mood and attention it will, of course, affect mm. mood and attention. And that's, this, you know, the missing out will, will impact those emotional and psychological as- aspects of recovery. It is difficult. We have to try and empower 
the child and, and and that is difficult where you, you can only find I do work with people like Bob Oxleep and Lucy Wolf and they, they do work with teenagers as well in, in trying to give them the tools and, and it is kind of like a CBT like cognitive behavioral therapy where you're kind of empowering the child and and gradually getting them to become used to sleeping by themselves. But the belief in the mind is so powerful that mm. that can hold us back and stop us. And I think getting outside help and that different perspective, uh, you know, will, will, will help the child in that way. But it is sort of important that we try and do that as quickly as we can. Um, Ailish asks, hi there, I have no problem getting to sleep, but I seem to wake now every night at about 3am or 4am. It takes me ages to get back to sleep. Might get back at half five or six and then wrecked getting up. Any tips? And she says, I don't look at my phone. I have tried the breathing technique, but my mind starts to wander to things, things I have to do or need to do. And then I start stressing. I'm getting cranky now too with kiddies, which I don't like, but I know it's down to tiredness. Ailish, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm the same. Sometimes it's just so hard to get back to sleep what can we do yeah powerful stuff look wake episodes become more common as we age um our sleep is getting lighter as mm. the night progresses so so the first thing to understand is that it, it can be a very normal and natural part of sleep to, to wake to experience these wake episodes i the first thing i would do with people is say we want to try and move the goalposts away from i have to get back to sleep yeah uh, because that can cause us to stress out right so mm-hmm. what we do is we focus on relaxation and cognitive tasks that are like chewing them for the brain because what is happening is our mind will drift towards what i have to do tomorrow tomorrow and worry and and we don't want that because that will just stimulate everything and that's what's happening and that's why giving the, the mind some kind of like the old counting sheep um, yeah. uh, and the other, you know, cognitive exercise like that. But we we find something and then we build our sleep confidence in, in getting back to sleep. Uh, but again, reframing it, our goal is deep relaxation not sleep see I'm a diva for um, right if I fall asleep now I'll get another 3 hours and 32 minutes okay if I fall asleep (laughs) now I'll get another 2 hours and 57 minutes it's so annoying I have 2 more questions for you Tom Um, hi I have a question for Tom Coleman is it better to breathe through my nose at night and how can I learn how to breathe through my nose rather than breathing through my mouth that's from Kerry great question Mm. Kerry fantastic Um, yes we should be doing um more breathing through our nose and that's that's how we should uh you know it's much better for nitric oxide and and, and oxygen and various things like that and there's a lot of research on this if we look at james Nestor's book um on on breathing from stanford university he he teaches people how to um do that through taping of the mouth as strange as that may seem <laughs> so yeah scary I james <laughs> best of luck with that Kerry. <laughs> uh, finally i love this i don't dream when i sleep is there a scientific reason for that some people will remember their dreams and others uh, won't remember. And it's nothing to read into. Mm. Um, the brain can't actually differentiate between dreams and reality. And that's part of the reason why, why we experience paralysis when we're in REM dream state. So, But I wouldn't worry about recall. Um, you can maybe have a journal by your bedside the second you wake up and write it down uh, if you want. Do people really do that? <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> people, people do, yeah. We, Please we don't forget, ask me to read it. We forget, about, <laughs> <laughs> we forget about 50% of our dreams the minute we wake up. I mean, within within half an hour, most, most of it's gone. It's yeah. funny because my three-year-old has obviously started to dream because we went into him the other morning and he said, Mommy, will you get the red balloon? And I said, what red balloon? And he said, there's a red balloon in my room. Will you go get it? And I went, I think that was a dream, which I thought was funny. It's the first time I've ever noticed him remembering something that he had dreamed about. And, and I like hearing his dream stories. Um, uh, Tom Coleman from TomColeman.ie. Thank you so much for joining us. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.